It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pac-12 Football and Beyond. I hope you've learned the drill by now. hope you've been with us all week as we have not changed our format so much as we have expanded this college football podcast to five days a week. Uh, we're talking college football each and every day, Monday through Friday, where we will focus on a conference each day. Friday is Pac-12 and beyond, but the and beyond part is important because we're going to start every day with national news that may not be from that conference or that region. So it's a way that we have adjusted it so as to give you the best opportunity to get a better feel for what's going on around college football. So much news going on on a daily basis, the cross-pollination of players declaring for the draft, coaching information back and forth on both sides, um, draft information, uh, recruiting information. So we got it all covered for you each and every day right here as part of Landry Football's conference call. Make sure that you go and search for iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, and you can get all of our podcasts, all five of these conference podcasts. And, yes, going to get our Pro Football Podcast, and as we're growing this, uh, we are currently doing the NFL podcast on Wednesdays. We're looking, I'm looking to expand that because there's just too much information on a regular basis. But we're trying to work out some kinks and details. So soon, you're going to be getting um, uh, obviously an NFL podcast a little bit more frequently as the news on that side with the off-season uh, cycle is very, very heavy as well. This would not be possible if it wasn't for the help of T.J. Pittenger behind the scenes making this all work, getting it to look right, sound right, and uh, certainly bringing our great friends at 401k Generation on board. Um, They are supporting this podcast in a very positive way and are making it possible for us to provide you this football information on a regular basis. They are experts in financial services, money management, so if you've got any questions on investments, money manage, 401k, IRAs, are you doing the right thing? Do you want to get a second opinion? Are you meeting your financial goals? Whatever the case is, 
you want to reach out to them today. You can call or text at one 998 5879 They're licensed in all 50 states, so they can help you today. Also, if you are someone interested in promoting your business, we're here to help you with that. If you think you're the right fit, we're looking for a good fit. So if you feel you and your business are the right fit, go to LandryFootball.com and hit contact Chris on the top bar, and I will get you over to TJ. LandryFootball.com, contact Chris is where you can also send us a question that we can address here on this show or any of the shows every day, um, the pro show, the college show. So we've got that covered for you. And LandryFootball.com, lastly, is where you want to go to get more detailed information. In the notebooks, we've got a lot of things that we cover every day, ins and outs, again, recruiting news. Um, All-star news right now with players in the All-star games, being at the East-West game, uh, being going to be at the Senior Bowl, providing scouting reports uh, on, on that, and certainly providing recruiting information for the signing day in February coming up, the second of the signing days, as well as working on the class of 2021, getting that out there for you. So lots of good stuff uh, on LandryFootball.com. For the pro fan, absolutely we got you covered. Notebooks every day. What's going on in that side? Uh, Still assistant coaching movements there. Um, Player grades around the league, um, uh, assessing everyone's roster, um, free agent draft boards, um, excuse me, free agent boards, draft boards, scouting reports. We got it all for you. 50% discount still available. So take advantage of it today. So let's get right to it. The biggest news happening right now in, um, in today in the world of college football today has been, uh, Baylor agreeing to terms with LSU defensive coordinator Dave Aranda. Going to get to that in a second. But the latest news breaking uh, tonight, we've got it up on LandryFootball.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at LandryFootball. Joe Barry has turned down an offer to become USC's due defensive coordinator and instead going to remain um, with the Los Angeles Rams as linebacker coach and assistant head coach. Um, so the search for a defensive coordinator continues. Uh, for the Trojan. So we shall see um, how that develops and been a little bit of an issue and a little bit of a struggle on there. Uh, We'll get into that as well as some other coaching news around the conference uh, in a second. The Baylor situation came down in a very curious way. We talked about on LandryFootball.com and had we enumerated the details and even talked about it the past couple of days on this podcast that Justin Fuente looking to maybe get a little bit more love from Virginia Tech, a little bit more support, maybe an extension of a deal. Nothing's come out in terms of that. But my understanding is that there's support, commitment, and that something could be forthcoming for Justin because he was in the mix in the Baylor job. They did meet. There was an interest, uh, but he did pull his name out. Uh, and uh, that was mainly and came out publicly and um, announced that he's pulling his name out, which often happens either when you want to remove yourself from that situation because you're not going to get offered the job or if you decided that you no longer want to be a candidate. It usually obviously is done mutually. 
But this case, I do believe Baylor was interested, but I don't know how deep and how strong the interest with Justin Fuente was. And I always say that when you're using leverage opportunities, that leverage opportunity better be something you're willing to go forward with. Because if not, then where do you go if you get called upon it? So what we do know is that Justin is staying at Virginia Tech. Um, They moved on to Dave Aranda. LSU's obviously taken a big hit with losing. And listen, I know that there's uh, a lot of uh, wringing of hands and pulling hairs out in Baton Rouge. Um, They've lost, obviously, a number of players. We're going to get into some other key players that have declared. Um, It's the the time to go when you're successful and you have the magical season players leave. You know, Joe Brady has left to go to the Carolina Panthers. We talked about that all this week. And now Dave Aranda, who has been looking for a head coaching job for a while. A lot of folks have been rumoring him and associating his name with other positions. UNLV, for example, people throughout Hawaii. This is a great job for for Dave. Dave's a very bright coach. He's not a outward, you know, um, uh, you know, guy that likes to talk a lot. He's a different personality than Matt Rule. In fact, the complete opposite of Matt Rule in terms of a personality. Um, but very bright. He's going to be a very, bring a very organized, meticulous, detailed approach to Baylor. They uh, are paying a lot of money for him and staff. Um, and obviously, he's very good at identifying candidates, and I would expect there'll be maybe a couple of people that will come with him from LSU, but on other stops, guys that are um, have a background with him that he knows, he'll do a nice job there. He'll also put together a defense and an approach that's going to be along the lines of what Baylor's done. If you've watched it, Baylor has been a good and improving line of scrimmage team, been more of a physical tone to their approach. And that's what Dave wants to do. And I think he certainly is ready for an opportunity. So congrats to him as that's how that played out. So right now we've got the Hawaii job that's open. Keep an eye out on Virginia offensive coordinator Robert Anai, who's 61 years old. I know that, um, you know, Nick Rolovich left uh, to go to Washington State to replace Mike Leach. So that job is open. I know that Miami, University of Miami, is interested in him and for their coordinator job. Robert is uh, a Hawaii guy. He went to uh, Kalanu High School, uh, was a GA at Hawaii in the late uh, 80s, 61 years old, and he's been a really good assistant, never been a head coach. Uh, But, you know, this is a unique job that doesn't pay great, so it's going to have to be someone that's an assistant or a lower-level head coach where you're not going to get nearly the money. You will get almost position coach money um, at a big-time program as the head coach at Hawaii, and it's extremely expensive to live there. Now, if you are from there and it means that much more to you, I know everybody says, oh, Hawaii, what a great job, what a great place to live. You know, on – $400,000, $500,000 a year, 
in Hawaii with the the level of expense to live there, it, it's it's a very uh, different type of head coaching job in terms of facility. So it has to be the right fit. Robert's a good coach. If he wants to be a head coach, think he's got a pretty decent chance. We'll see who else might be interested in it with some head coaching experience, but we'll see how that plays out. Some other national news I want to get to. Clemson Redshirt Jr. Uh, quarterback Chase Price will transfer. Remember him? He came in against Syracuse uh, last year, not this past year before, when um, Trevor Lawrence went out, Trevor's freshman year. He's transferring, obviously, uh, getting the young quarterback from California, uh, whose I promise you his name, last name I'm going to learn how to pronounce, but at this stage um, I'm going to call him Yui uh, and just leave it at that. Um, he, he certainly didn't see a great future for him, and we know transferring, particularly at that position, is the norm now. LSU, I talked about them. Tackle Austin Deckless returning. Um Sequid Charles, tackle, declaring for the draft. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, declaring for the draft. Um, along with others, I'm not going to go through all of them. There's so many. LSU's had a number of guys. Um, Thaddeus Moss will probably declare for the draft. That should be announced uh, by Friday as the deadline is approaching. Michigan has hired Mississippi State defensive coordinator Bob Shoops to his staff. Uh, obviously, um, uh, you're – He's obviously not going to be the defensive coordinator. Don Brown is the D coordinator, so he's going to end up going and working on the staff. Didn't have not a real good fit as a defensive coach to be part of Mike Leach's staff. So you know, um, people want to kind of get out of there. If you're a defensive coach, that's where your careers go to die. Which is all the more impressive to see what Alex Greenwich has done and being able to get uh, and make a move from Washington State to get a co-coordinator position at Ohio State before ending up uh, at Oklahoma now. Um, but it's tough. And so that's the reason why people are asking, why would you leave there? Well, because he doesn't want to be there and, and he's not a good fit for Mike Leach as well. So he's going on Michigan staff and we'll we'll see in terms of where his opportunities may lead. Um, some thought and wondering if um, – he might have an interest, uh, certainly would have, a, have had an interest in the D coordinator job at LSU, but that doesn't look like uh, that's going to be a fit either. Uh, Arkansas is the front runner, believed to be the front runner for Houston Redshirt senior trend for a quarterback, De'Ara King. Um, Miami has been in contact with him. Uh, at this stage, we'll see if it's strong enough for him to make a quick decision or if he takes more visits. But that's how it's looking right now. Uh, Michigan State, Mark D'Antonio, nothing has come out officially uh, or nothing has been said about him returning. It's just assumed that he will. Little note that um, Michigan State owes Mark D'Antonio a retention bonus of $4.3 million by March 31st. Um, It's was triggered uh, if he was still employed as the head coaches of January 15th. That has taken place. They could have terminated D'Antonio, which was speculated due to the record recently. Uh, but instead, he's going to bring in $8.6 million guaranteed in 2020, 
when you add the retention bonus. So that is definitely got to be one of the reasons why he's decided to stay, even though he is supposed to be deposed and uh, some of the issues that have taken place with a former um, uh, employee uh, assistant uh, that was involved in basically signing someone uh, on their staff with a uh, criminal background. Um, oh, some other uh, LSU news I, I did forget to mention. Kerry Vinson, uh, their outstanding corner, is Vinson is returning. Um, excited to see Michigan State Kenny Wicklitz go to the Senior Bowl. Looking forward to watching him uh, next week. And Nebraska has rehired New York Giants defensive line coach Mike Dawson in the same capacity. He's gone back and forth. NFL College didn't have a position on the new staff. And it's official Syracuse has hired McNeese State head coach Sterling Gilbert to be their offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Uh, if you remember Sterling, he was a hot shite Tulsa uh, uh, assistant that uh, Texas went out and, you know, coveted and, and hired him. He's uh, certainly, after those things didn't work out all that well, uh, he's, uh, he's now uh, – Gone from McNeese State, which is in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um, by the way, they have hired um, Frank Wilson to be their new coach at McNeese State. But Sterling has ended up at Syracuse and certainly has a background with Dino Babers. He was the OC and quarterback coach at Eastern Illinois uh, together before they moved to Bowling Green. So uh, it's a good move for um, Sterling. It's a good move for Dino to bring him in. Um, some other news around the the uh, Pac-12. Uh, USC tackle Austin Jackson is declared for the 2020 draft. It's a really good-looking offensive line prospects. Um, 6'6", 3'10". Uh, Technique-wise, needs a lot of work, but, boy, he's long-armed. Um, he's really good-looking physical specimen that I think has a chance to be a good player. Calvin Throckmorton has doing a really good job in the East-West game in the practices. Watch him this Saturday as he's going to play. Been playing some left tackle in practice and working out some at right tackle. Remember, as we talk Pac-12, we, we also talk the region. So we'll talk about some schools out in the western part of the country. And San Diego State corner Luke Barcos really struggled a little bit at the uh, Really struggled at the practices at the East-West. Thought he had a good day today, but um, really struggled. Probably more of a mid-round guy. Uh, I, I think certainly from a technique standpoint, some of the one-on-one -on -one drills, he was exposed a little bit. Some other guys that are out there, um, his teammate, tight end Parker Houston, is out there doing some good things. Oregon's got the receiver, Jawan Johnson, that's um, also practicing. Big kid, 6'4", 231. Um, he struggled for injuries much of this season, appeared in 14 games. Uh, he's a mid-round type of guy that's worth watching. Um, Washington's tackle, Jarrett Hilbers, uh, is also out there, just a mammoth right tackle guy, 6'7", 316. Um, he beat out uh, Henry Roberts and, uh, for the right tackle job and played well this year, did a nice job, um, he started some when uh, Trey Adams got injured, um, but he's a right tackle only guy, but uh, doing some good things 
uh, out in the East-West practice. Alberta, yes, that's Calgary, Alberta. Senior offensive lineman Carter O'Donnell is out in the East-West game. Uh, he's a good-looking kid. Um, I've just seen a little tape on him, but was the first time that I saw him in person here at the uh, the East-West is the um, um, 6'6", 3'15", good-looking kid with some decent footwork. So excited to see how he develops. Washington State senior center Frederick Mayuga also there, uh, as is the center from Arizona State, Cole Cabrell. Um, he's played some tackle in his background, can play some guard, think has some uh, good uh, value. Obviously, if you're not an elite tackle, uh, position versatility is very, very important. Um, some transfer news information, good news from Oregon this week. As junior wide receiver Jalen Red, um, defensive tackle Austin Fualo, defensive tackle Jordan Scott, and cornerback uh, um, the Commodore Illinois, all are going to return to school, as well as the cornerback Thomas Graham. So, Great moves for them. Um, Red is the 5'8", 180-pound um, receiver. Didn't play in the Rose Bowl. Uh, there was some issues off the field that maybe speculated he might not be back, but apparently all is uh, in good um, uh, good stead. Um, Fialo appeared in all 13, uh, all 13 of the 14 games. Played pretty well. He was a guy that was going to be a late-round free agent guy, so smart move for him coming back. Jordan Scott is one of the better interior defensive linemen in the Pac-12, so this is the best return of them all. Uh, I think he was probably going to be more of a fourth-round guy. I think he can help himself, maybe get him into the second round uh, for the 2021 draft. Uh, Lenore, he was an all-conference kid that's really good, uh, can really move. Um, He's got good hip and um, uh, uh, flexion and lower body flexion can really turn uh, and come out of his pedal very well. And then Thomas Graham uh, played in all 14 games uh, and was really effective on the corner for him and did a did a nice job, but he was more of a late-round guy, so he can definitely help himself as well. Boise's redshirt freshman, Kuiki Emsley, has entered the transfer portal. Um, three-star recruit, 6'5", 253. He Playden um, really only got much playing time uh, against the BYU game. In the BYU game, he's looking to move on to get some uh, other opportunities and more playing time. Arizona redshirt senior Justin Belknap has applied for a six-year, and he's going to enter the transfer uh, uh, portal. He missed most of the season with a broken foot, so they're looking to kind of create another scholarship opportunity, and he wants to maybe get a fresh start. Um, UCLA right shirt sophomore linebacker Jay Smalley has entered the portal. Uh, he's a run and hit guy, six foot two thirty four, good special teams uh, guy, reserve um, linebacker looking for more of an opportunity to play. And then Alicia uh, uh, Zaberto from UCLA, a freshman, is moving on. He was a preferred walk on for them. Big guys, three eighty, didn't really fit in terms of their fast-paced style, and the quickness that they require in their defensive system. So both of them are looking for better opportunities uh, to play um, and will seek transfer options. Some coaching news around the league. Washington State special teams coach Matt Brock has accepted the same position at Mississippi State following um, you know, uh, Mike Leach. 
They're bringing in Steve Spurrier Jr. as well to Mississippi State. Um, Eric Mealy, the running back coach, is going to Mississippi State from Washington State, as is Mason Miller. So you're dealing with a number of guys that are basically Mike's guys, kind of coming over with them. Interesting to see what type of an impact they will or will not have in recruiting. But all those guys have a background with them enough. I know that uh, Brock um, uh, will coach special teams, as I mentioned. Uh, he's been at Washington State for two seasons, was the linebacker coach at Bowling Green. Um, he uh, spent some time as a quality control graduate assistant at Tech with Mike back in the day. Of course, Steve Spurrier, Jr., um, is a guy that uh, spent some time, you know, on uh, the Stoop staff at Oklahoma when Mike was there. So there's a connection. Eric Mealy is um, the only coach at uh, the uh, the Division II level prior to joining Leach at Washington State. So um, he's making the jump with them. So it'll be interesting from his recruiting background what he can do there. And then um, you've got um, uh, Mason Miller. Um, who spent two seasons there uh, at uh, Washington State, also making the jump. UCLA defensive line coach Vince Ogobasi has accepted a job at Boston College to be their defensive line coach. Um, they're doing a good job filling out their coaching staff at BC, by the way. And uh, Ogobasi spent time as assistant de- uh, defensive line coach with the 49ers. And with the uh, the UCLA program still in limbo, he's looking to try to get a fresh start with Jeff Halfley, and he has done so. Air Force uh, is looking to get a contract extension for Troy Calhoun. You saw his name being floated out for some positions. That's usually the sign to show me some love, give me some more money, extend my deal, uh, and that's what is going to happen. I, Boise State, they've hired Matt Miller as a receiver coach. Brian Harson has an opening on the staff when he promoted Eric Kiasu to co-offensive coordinator on Wednesday. Um, uh, Miller is one of the better receivers in Boise history. Um, he joined Boise after his uh, – he couldn't really make it in the NFL. He joined Boise as a quality control guy, went on to Montana State, and then he's kind of moved up. So good for him to get back home and get a, an opportunity – uh, and again, it it is made possible with with Eric Kiasu moving um, um, from wide receiver coach to offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. So that was the change. Of, it, we all know that um, um, that Kiasu's uh, is not his first offensive coordinator job. He was an OC at Fresno State and Kansas and Washington and Colorado for a while. So he's going to work with uh, the fine. Freshman Hank Bachmeyer, who played well this year. By now you know it's been a couple of days, but we had it for you pretty early on LandryFootball.com before most did that Oregon has brought in Joe Moorhead to run their offense, former Mississippi State coach. Um, when Marcus Aurora left to go to, to be the head coach at UNLV, um, and that's been a little bit of a while now. Moorhead obviously losing his gig at Mississippi State recently. Uh you know, has had some success as an offensive coordinator at Penn State. The offense didn't work very well at Mississippi State. We'll see. They've, I think they're going to have some shared experiences there on the staff. But Joe Moorhead's going to be the coordinator. Going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Herm Edwards, you know, by now got a two-year extension, well-deserved from Arizona State. And it looks like Stanford inside linebacker coach Peter Hansen is going to be the D.C. for Aurora at UNLV. Some recruiting news, three-star 
uh, wide receiver com- um, for the class of 2020, Chance Looper, is decommitted for Boise. Good-looking kid. Uh, his father is now the offense coordinator at Missouri. So stay tuned for that. He's 6'2", 180 pounds, and probably going to head to join his dad. And then finally, we talked about this in the Big Ten podcast um, because it's more of a Penn State story, but Cal Redshirt sophomore defensive back Isaiah Humphreys has filed a federal lawsuit against uh, Penn State and James Franklin, the head coach, and Penn State players Damian Barber uh, alleging um, hazing, retaliation. Uh, Humphreys is a former four-star recruit, and his father, Leonard Humphreys, played for Penn State back in the 80s. He's alleging that uh, head coach James Franklin and the staff ignored repeated incidents of hazing on underclassmen that were sexual in nature. Uh, he said that Penn State players Michael Parsons and Yatir uh, Gross Matos and Jesse Lukita are were the ringleaders of some of the abuse. And abuse. Humphreys then claims that Franklin and the coaches forced him out of the program uh, for bringing the abusive actions to light. Um, Penn State is Franklin have not yet released a statement on it. It'll be interesting to see. Look, there was a time where we would laugh stuff off. Um, Certainly hazing of juvenile nature has been a part of college athletics for a while. It's not a big deal in one sense. But when you don't know what happened, you got to hold off on it a little bit. Uh, Is it a case of he said, he said? I would think so. We'll see if something develops of this. And this is, again, more of a Penn State issue. Uh, Considering what they went through with the whole Sandusky situation with sexual abuse of a child, and this is completely different. But yet, you know, if something were more than just the juvenile nature, then that's certainly going to be, if nothing else, a bad PR hit. Kind of like what LSU's gone through with a, you know, Nothing to do with LSU, but Odell Beckham, one of their four former players, is in a, in a known guy that's immature and a bit of a knucklehead, is involved in slapping a cop on the rear in the you know in the locker room after the national championship game and giving players money and speaking up while Coach O speaking in the locker room. Those type of things become more of a just something aggravating that you have to deal with publicly that you shouldn't have to. Um, this is kind of things, the distractions that you have. This is a little more serious. This is something that Penn State's going to have to address and denounce because you're going to get some people that want to get into it. And the longer that it's not addressed, the more people are going to make some assumptions um, here or there. Uh, so we'll see uh, if anything comes of it. I have no idea of what happened, what didn't happen. It is definitely a case of he said, he said. I want to address a couple of questions that um, Bob brought out something uh, about, particularly related to the college game. Offensive coordinators are, he mentioned, are exploring, exploiting defenses using the slot receiver to mismatch against slower safeties and linebackers. And uh, Bob asked, how do you think that defenses will adjust to this? Replace a linebacker with a corner, or will a safety position uh, need more speed than Braun? Well, the answer, Bob, is you, you nailed it. Um, the reaction has already been taking place for a while. As we're seeing more three and four wides, the 
there are a couple of different slots. We're seeing smaller quick slots, and we're seeing big physical slots. And the quick slots need to be covered by cover guys. So typical safeties are not typical anymore. They're, they're atypical from what they used to be. You don't have the traditional free and strong safety anymore. We use that delineation sometimes in alignment. But in the personnel um, critical factor evaluations, they become more and more cover guys. We're seeing more and more corners being transported inside to safeties because of just that, to cover. The slot to the, to the post is the, the in route now in all level of football. Uh, and you're seeing it more and more. So you nailed it in terms of uh, what they're doing. So you're you're seeing certain people, like if you've got an Isaiah Simmons at Clemson and he's got extraordinary ability at 240 pounds to cover a slot, you know, that's unusual. Most of the time you're going to see smaller guys that have cover skills that are converted corners to safeties or cover safeties that are a bit undersized relative to what they used to be, you're going to have more and more of those guys. But it's not new, Bob. It's been around for a few years. It's more and more. Just look at Alabama. Saban was – look at where his linebackers used to uh, – excuse me, their safeties used to look like linebackers. Defend the run. Now his safeties are cover guys that play deep and play in coverage because you got to pattern match all those uh, guys out of the spread set. Uh, John asked uh, about Georgia, and we'll get into this a little bit more in the SEC show on Monday. Uh, could you discuss Georgia's issues with the whole Zach Evans situation? Zach Evans is probably the best high school running back in the country. Uh, he's from Houston. Um, he's had a litany of off-the-field problems, more than just the immaturity issues. Um, and he literally signed his LOI with Georgia didn't announce it. Georgia didn't want it to be announced, nor did he want to announce it, so they agreed to keep it quiet. But as he continued in his knucklehead ways and actually was benched and sent home from the high school championship game in Georgia, Georgia did not sign their LOI. So when you say what's going on, he's a talented guy that that everyone recruited, that Georgia recruited, but Georgia said, Look, we don't want this in our locker room. So they didn't hand in their LOI. So it's not like anything sinister. It's just Georgia decided they didn't want the headache, as talented as the young man is. We'll see where he goes. A lot of speculation, Texas A&M with him. Cade Mays is a player that's transferring from Georgia over to Tennessee. I think you know that background. I think that he wanted to go to Tennessee all along, but Butch Jones was there. I think that's just a case of a guy going back home. You know there's a lawsuit. Cade Mays' dad was actually on campus at Georgia when there was an incident, an ugly incident. I apologize for this. Where actually uh, Mr. Mays got his hand caught, pinned in between some uh, folding chairs, and actually the finger became detached. So uh, there's a, a lawsuit on that. I don't know how that is going to play out, but certainly his background interesting going to Tennessee. Now that the program is in better shape, at least that's how they see it with Jeremy Pruitt. That's where he wants to go. So I don't know that there's anything sinister or awful going down in Georgia. There's they're losing guys, but they brought in Jamie Newman. Uh they're very talented. I think that 
that's probably more pressure under Kirby than ever before because he's recruited well. They've been very good. They finished in the top five. Everything he's done has been positive. But they came close to winning a national championship until when Alabama beat him at the end. You see Alabama's success. Now LSU goes and has a magical year. You know, Georgia fans are still saying and getting asked, when are you going to win a national championship because you hadn't won one since 1980? And when you think about the SEC and its history, kind of from the BCS era to the playoff era, um, Tennessee's won a national title. Florida's won a couple. Um, Alabama's won several. Auburn's uh, won one. LSU's now won you know, uh, a third one in this current era, fourth one overall. So you got five programs in the SEC that's won national titles. And Georgia looks, feels, and smells like a national championship caliber program. Just one problem. They haven't won a national title since 1980. So I don't think that it's, it's doom and gloom for that, but I actually think the situation's in a lot better shape than people might know. So I don't think there's anything uh, sinister going on there. Hey, folks, if you've got a question, go ahead and send it to me over at LandryFootball.com. Hit Contact Chris, and I will address it on this show. Reminder again, we're coming to you every day, Monday through Friday now, talking college football, the latest around the country, the news and notes of the day. Then we're going to get into conference breakdown, news and notes, more detailed with a different conference each day. Like the way this is working out because you never know what news is coming down the pike. And I know that college football is becoming more and more of a national sport where people like to learn more about what's going on around the country. So you want to bail our opening and what's going on elsewhere around the country. You don't know and can't control whether that's going to happen on a Monday or a Friday or somewhere in between. So we're going to be here with you every day, five days a week, breaking down things for you, telling you what's going on, everything from recruiting to players, transfer portal, coaching moves, um, film work, get ready for spring practice. Again, uh, signing day in February, the latest on that. Recruiting for um, 2021, certainly on top of that for you. We're going to have that working on the top 100 there. Those of you that are also NFL fans, you know, draft scouting reports, draft boards, NFL, you know, uh, uh, you know, breakdowns with free agent boards and whatnot. We got it all covered for you. And it's all, you can get them all by going to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and go to Landry Football's conference call. That's where you're going to find all six podcasts. Absolutely. Got college podcasts every day at the beginning. So you want to join us at least for the beginning of the show, five days a week. And then if you don't care about all the minutiae and you're not familiar with the names and the coaches at a particular conference and it's not your conference, folks, then, then you know, you just join us on the conference that we are covering that day. So it's a great opportunity, we think, to provide information to you in a, in a concise way, a better way. Uh, we just thought looking at it, doing it once a week on Wednesday is fine but then there's information on Thursday and Friday, particularly this time of year, uh, and, and on Monday and Tuesday. And, and you're waiting a lot, and then it's, 
it's dated news. You want to keep people on top of things. So that's why we'll talk a little bit at the top about what's going on and then get into some other details that you want to know. So check us out, though, at LandryFootball.com. It's a great time to become a member because we can't cover everything on this podcast. We can get to a lot more detail uh, and certainly cover some other things that we're not going to be able to get to on our daily podcast because there's just too voluminous and too much detail-oriented. Got some uh, plans for the NFL podcast to maybe branch that out a little bit more. We'll check into that and keep you up to date with that as we go along. Again, appreciate you joining us, and also give the folks at 401k Generation a buzz. A text or a call, will you, at 1-866-998-5879. All I ask, give them a call. Tell them you heard about them from us. Tell them that, like, look, I've got a financial guy. I just want to get some advice. I just want to learn a little bit more about what you do. Uh, no commitment. Just give them a call. That's why we're able to provide you with this podcast because they are sponsoring it for us and helping us. So we want you to certainly patronize them. No obligation. You may not, you know, one eye. I don't know the guy. I don't know. It's okay. It's a good way to get to know them and see and just get some information that maybe might help you and um, get a better feel for what you are doing on track with your financial goals. Uh, again, check out LandryFootball.com. Join the 50% discount membership today. You're absolutely going to love it. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy conference championship weekend in the NFL. We're going to wrap it up break it down for you but we got a lot of other information check out our notebooks over at landryfootball.com by the way next week i'm gonna start doing uh going through my all conference teams i know it's the postseason but now that the film work is done i've got my all american teams and my all conference teams up on landryfootball.com check them out we'll go into them a little bit more uh this week kind of break it down for you um, and, and certainly check on all the latest information in our college notebooks, which we cover the entire country, our NFL notebooks, and a lot more we got coming for you at LandryFootball.com. So have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday for the SEC Football and Beyond Show. Talk to you then, everybody. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.